Breeds Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza, the Garza Law Firm. You hear me tell you all the time, before you say guilty, say Garza. That's because Marcos Garza is going to get you the best result possible for your case. He and his team are some of the premier lawyers in East Tennessee that handle DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury. Online, GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. The answer calls 24-7, 365. You will be able to get in touch with them before you say guilty. Say Garza. Appreciate Marcos for his support. If you find yourself in need of a lawyer this football season, there's only one guy you should trust. Marcos Garza, the Garza Law Firm. All right, let's get to the show. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on extra point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch, Tuesday, September 11th. Seth Hughes joins us down in Alabama. I guess since I said Tuesday, September 11th, uh, do we start with stories about 9-11? I feel like it is saying... 9-11, you kind of have to address that, right, or no? I feel like you got to talk about it. I mean, I feel like you do. Like, I, I felt weird. We never talked about it on the radio show today. It just never felt right to bring up, and then it felt like an omission afterwards. Yeah, I feel like you got to. I mean, I was in the fifth grade. Um, My one, like, overarching memory about the whole thing is how mad I got. Like – we got a new elementary school when I was in the fourth grade. And so it was like really nice. And every room had cable television. And I remember I was in the fifth grade and I was still in that elementary school, obviously. And we were watching it and this girl started crying and they, they made all the fifth grade teachers turn off the television because like this girl was getting too upset. And, like, they just made everybody turn the TVs off. And I remember being so mad that we weren't going to get to watch it because like, even I knew that, like, something big was going on. Yeah, like, even as a kid, you knew the deal. Because yeah. I guess you, you were probably in, what, fifth grade? Yeah. The only thing I really remember I – mean, I remember, obviously, uh, our, our principal came and talked to us. And then I remember me and a couple other fifth-grade nerds taking a globe – taking a globe into lunch and trying to figure out who did it. Like, that's all I really remember from the actual school day. It was very odd. We didn't do any work that day. And so, like I said, me and a couple other nerds, because I was a nerd in fifth grade. I was still, like, cool, but I was really into uh, school at that point. I think we settled on the Chinese. Oh, okay. Well. I think we had settled that the Chinese had done it. Mm. Okay. Interesting. 
which obviously was incorrect. Yes. But, I mean, you were at least in Asia. I was close. So you were in the right continent. I was on the right continent. There you go, Seth. So you got that going for you. Thanks, that's buddy. good for a fifth grader. I mean, I don't expect many fifth graders. I was in sixth grade, by the way. Sixth grade. Yeah. I know. You're older than me, whatever. Yeah. I just think of us as, as brothers, born on the same day kind of thing. But you can't expect a sixth grader to really have a, a, an in-depth knowledge of geopolitics and, um, you know, radical Islamic terrorism. But you, so you got the you got the continent right. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, man, it's crazy. It's been seventeen years, though. It is crazy. It's been seventeen years. I mean, uh, do you have any other thoughts about? It? I mean, I feel like we had to do the obligatory talk about it, trip down I memory was, lane. I, I, but I don't have that, much to say. Now that it got brought up, I do remember the other thing that I do remember from that day is finally getting home. And running inside and telling my mom to turn on the TV because something big happened. And she was like, yeah, I know, Seth. I've been watching the TV all day, too. I don't know what I thought my mom was doing all day. But, like, apparently I didn't think she'd be watching the news. And I felt like I do remember feeling like an idiot. You didn't give your mother enough credit for being a worldly woman. Yeah. For being in touch with the news. Yes. But no, I mean, there's really nothing. What is there to say about? I mean, you think I'm not I, trying to lessen it, but like, there's nothing I can add. Do we know what Alan Jackson's done with the money? No. I, I feel like he should do something with the money he made from that song. <laughs> that took me so off guard. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't feel have... I feel like he should be. I feel like he should be sending some of that money. I feel like he should, because I feel like that's one of his biggest songs of all time, right? When you think of Alan Jackson, you think of Chattahoochee. Yeah. You think of all the songs he ripped off of George Jones, a.k.a. paid homage to George Jones with as he ripped them off. Um, And I think of Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning. Yeah. I mean, that's a a fair question, I guess. Let's see. The song. Jackson money off. The song was, this this is according to Wikipedia. The song was never sold as a benefit song, and it is unknown if proceeds from the song's success were contributed to 9-11-related benefit organizations. My man. My man is out here just trying to get people to cut the check. Management for Jackson only claimed at the time of the song release that Jackson, quote, has no official ties to any nonprofit group, and he preferred to make his donations privately. As of September of 2015, the song has sold 395,000 digital copies. My man just profited off the song. Wow. I don't want to call him a dick. I guess I'll just have to say I respect the hustle, I guess, huh? Yeah, I mean, I figure figure, uh, out of anybody I know, you would respect the hustle the most. I guess I have to. I guess I have to. I mean, if if it sold three hundred ninety five thousand digital copies off a song that was that came out before digital music was 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 big, right. imagine how many times it's been played on the radio. I feel like I feel like I had my first iPod in seventh grade, so like I feel like digital music was close behind. So it'd be like two thousand two, I think, was the iPod release, if I'm not mistaken. So like we were close to the digital releases. You're right. 
But, like, I remember when I first got iTunes, I was in the middle school, too, and it was, like, a very niche thing. Like, you would, you know, people didn't understand. You could, oh, like, yeah. No, I, I had my first, I had, like, I had the very first iPod. Shout out to Pops, who somehow uh, knew what I was asking for, and I said I wanted one. And I had no clue how to put music on it. So I just never used it. My dad went. My dad went out for Christmas and and bought me an iPod. And it's the it's probably the gift that I've received that I've used the absolute least. I think I ended up selling it in high school like two years later for sixty bucks because I was like, yeah, I don't I don't have the internet at home at my dad's house. I'm not paying for this music here. Just take it. I don't know how to put illegal songs on it. I had an iPod Mini Silver and I used it. I mean, I used it and used it. It was amazing. It, I had an MP3 player before that that I used a lot of, and then my dad bought me an iPod Mini, and I thought it was – I mean, it was an amazing – it really is an amazing invention when you think about it. Do you think Toby Keith donated some money? I don't know, John. I feel Toby like – Toby Keith donation to – Yeah, see, if, see, what, um, see what you can find. Toby Keith donation to 9-11. Off of the off of the courtesy of the red, white, and blue, the angry mm-hmm. American in parentheses. I need to know if he now. Granted, his apparently this song's released May twenty seventh, two thousand two. So like it 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 didn't drop at least for another year. It wasn't like Alan Jackson who immediately tried to profit off of this. Well, unless I am mistaken, isn't um. Toby Keith has like done a lot of stuff for for the for the military, right? Yeah, he goes and does a lot of troop stuff. He goes and does a lot of troop stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not saying Toby Keith hasn't done his part because he ran the Dixie Chicks out of country music. So we we will forever be indebted to him. Yeah, that's true. He ran the Dixie Chicks right the fuck out of country music. I guess his song being released like six months later. A little bit different than Alan Jackson dropping his in November. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Oh, just uh, before we get to Tennessee stuff, do you have anything else you want to say about uh, this this date in history? Um. No. Okay. Well, I, mean, I just didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to add. No, I don't. I think country music has really profited off of tragedy and off of the war. They do a lot of support the troops song too. They do a lot of support the troops song. Uh, I just want to get, before we get into Tennessee stuff, I want to tell you that you're an asshole for um, responding to me uh, two days late, talking shit about one of my favorite musicians. Who? Mac Miller. Who is that? Don't, I can, I can hear you laughing. I can, or I can hear you <laughs> smiling. Don't, don't, don't try it. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't respond either. I knew it. <laughs> No, it's very sad. It's could, very sad. I could hear you smiling as you asked who there. I just want you to know you're an asshole, and I didn't appreciate oh, it. I just want to know. I just want to know one thing. Okay. About about the situation. Okay. He was apparently dating Ariana Grande. Yeah, back. Uh, yeah, I guess probably they did it for a while, and I think they broke up probably six months ago, and then she started dating and got engaged to Pete Davidson pretty shortly after. Okay. So that like I had read that like. Three months or three weeks later, she was engaged. Yeah, yeah, she she was, and it was it was strange. So that was legit. Okay. Yeah, no, that's what that's what happened. 
So that was, I'm guessing, what started the slide into. No, no. I mean, he, he he's talked about you know basically okay. drug use before. Okay. I would say that. I would say that probably uh, made him sad, but I don't think that's like what put him in the grave or anything. Is that okay. f- is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. I was just curious. No, I mean I think he's just somebody who's done a bunch of drugs. But yeah, I mean, and then he went out with an OD, you know. So like, I don't think there's any you know real investigating we have to do to get to the bottom of it. But I who said, was the other person that? Oh, that was Demi Lovato. Yeah, Demi Lovato was the heroin person. Different, different person. Uh, yeah, I read from TMZ. She was, she was like, um, she was like cutting her heroin with fentanyl. That seems like the most dangerous thing ever. That yeah, I, I, I just I was like, what? You can do that kind of thing. But yeah, rest in peace, Mac Miller. That was nice of you, Seth. Thanks. Uh, I'm not accepting that as an apology. If you would like to apologize. I will then accept your apology, but uh, I thought that was very tasteless and mean. Well, you know that I love you. Hey, who are your two picks in the Survivor Pool while I have you? My two picks? Uh, I, I lost on the Lions. I'm a dumbass who trusted the Detroit Lions. And Dude, si- 62 people out of 138 got eliminated. Oh, trust me. Your, your, your man who's running it, Messaged me, emailed me three times to tell me that. I think he accidentally sent three emails. Yeah, he's terrible with technology. He's a nice guy, though. He he made sure to remind me Friday night that I hadn't made my picks yet. Yeah, he's a good dude. He seems like a nice guy. He, he seems. I'm going to assume he's a sweet old man. No? I don't know. I've never met him. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just mail him my money every fall for however many picks me, my dad, and my boys want. So. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. But, yeah, like this was the first year he's ever taken PayPal. Up until this year, you had to physically mail him your money. <laughs> I took – I had a bad feeling about the Saints, so I stayed away from the Saints. I should have – the game I felt the best about, you know, that was safe enough for a survivor pick was Baltimore. I should have just made both my selections Baltimore, but my yeah. dumbass picked one Baltimore, one Detroit. Yeah. Knowing I mean, that knowing that Jim Bob Cooter sucks, knowing that – knowing that – Matt Stafford is awful. Knowing it, I still did it. Because I'm a dumbass. Who are your picks? I picked the Ravens and the Saints. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just... I mean, what can you even say about Ron Fitzpatrick? You just got to tip your hat. You just got to tip your hat. You just got to tip your hat. I mean, uh, the, the good news is that and my fantasy team, my quarterback is Drew Brees, and my running back is Alvin Kamara. So, I I, I did great in fantasy football. Oh, congratulations! I just I didn't do very well in my in my survivor pool. But hey, neither neither did a lot of people. It would suck to have picked the Steelers and they didn't lose, and you still got knocked out. If you pick the Steelers, you're a dumbass that deserved to get put out. Because yeah. if you're listening to this, and you don't know what a survivor pool is. Basically, you get to pick one team once um and they have to win you have to pick one team each week you can only pick them once for the entire season and if they if they do not win you get knocked out so if you picked pittsburgh who was playing on the road against a divisional opponent you deserve to lose in my opinion yeah that was a dumb pick for sure 
I mean, just going by point spreads, I mean, they were only favored by three and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, you, although I guess the Saints were favored by 10 and they got that ass beat, so you can't always go by that. But I, by rule of thumb, not to give you any advice that might help you beat me, I'm staying away from division games if I can help it. Okay. Well, just, thank you for that little tidbit of advice because normally my strategy is Friday morning when I get to my desk, I pull up the point spreads and take the biggest point spread. I mean, that's a safe way to do it, I guess, but – or that's one way to do it, I guess. But I, I choose not to take divisional opponents, and I try not to take anybody on the road. Like that's, that's Yes, I do always stay away from road games. Unless, you know, unless there are extenuating circumstances. But, yeah. So when I saw Pittsburgh on the road against a divisional opponent, I was like, no, thank you. And for the Saints, I was like, divisional opponent, not taking them. But instead, I took Matthew fucking Stafford. I mean, I, I know you saw it this morning, but the the, the – the Jets players were saying that they were calling out the play as Stafford walked up to the line last night. Yeah, they said they knew all the formations and knew all the hand signals. And they had five interceptions, and so I believe them. Yeah, I do too. And they had all offseason to prepare for him. Like, they, they've been waiting and watching him probably for the last three months. I just think that's a real indictment on Jim Bob Cooter. 100%. Like, Jim Bob Cooter uh, should be fired after that. And Matt Patricia is probably going to be a disaster. Like, I don't want to overreact to week one, but Matt Patricia looked lost, and I I worry about taking a Belichick assistant. You know what I mean? Like, we just. He looked. Go ahead. I was just going to say, there haven't been very many Belichick assistants come out and do anything. He looked totally shell shocked last night. Yeah. Like, if if you had to guess, I'm, I'm guessing that Todd Bowles' IQ is at least 30 points higher than Matt Patricia. That feels accurate. Like I think, like, I think Todd Bowles is a good coach. I just think he I is. Think, I th- yeah, I think he's a very good coach. I just don't think he's ever had a damn quarterback. So like I, I should have, I should have been more careful with that. I should have been more careful with that, just because I think the Lions suck. Did you? It's been sixty nine games, sixty nine games since they've had a hundred yard rusher. <laughs> to me, that's that, that's absurd. That's insane. That's insane. Did you watch any of Gruden, or were you in bed? I watched it, yeah. I watched a little bit of it. Um, he came out on the very first possession, and it was like he had scripted that possession for like the last decade. Mm-hmm. And it looked good, and then after that moment, the offense looked shitty. Yeah. The offense looked shitty. Rams look good. Yeah, I got off to a slow start. I mean, I, I, think, I think their defense is going to be good. I think Wade Phillips is great. I don't think Goff's very good, but I think that uh, Gurley and his receivers are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Quick break to remind you of our friends at Premier Construction and Restoration. If you're in need of a general contractor, Brad Richardson is licensed and insured and works the Roan, Morgan, Anderson, Loudoun, Knox, and surrounding counties. Call 423-404-3255. That's 423-404-3255. For more information, you can come up on Facebook, Premier Construction and Restoration. They're based out of Kingston. Complete bath and kitchen remodels, decks, siding, windows and doors, all flooring types, roofing and gutters, sunrooms, and new construction. If you're looking to have anything remodeled in your home, give Brad a call. If you're thinking of building a house, 
Give Brad a call. They can be assistance to you, accept all major credit cards to help you reach your home improvement dreams and goals. Appreciate Brad for his support. Premier Construction and Restoration. Yeah, getting back to the show. I mean, just the Titans. Do you want to mock me for my Titans? Go ahead. No, I mean, I... Go ahead. Just let me have no, it. I, I texted you during the whole game. I know. It, I, 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 knew, about them I knew. It, I want them to win. I knew what you were fucking up to. Like, don't act. No, like I you, want them to win. Don't act like you were checking in on me. You just wanted to twist the knife. No, I was wondering when the game was going to come back on. Oh, I know what you're up to. You're up to I your old tricks. I wanted them to win. It was pretty much, sadly to say, about as much of a disaster as it could have been. I feel like. Uh, you think? I mean, I so. Like, I was looking at my laptop during the play, and the next thing I hear is Chris Carter, like, losing his mind over the injury. So, thankfully, I didn't get to see Delaney Walker's injury. Um, but that just sucks, man. He seems like he's so awesome. I know. I know. I love I love Delaney. I do think that we might be okay. I do think we might be okay without him. I think, you know, Jonu Smith's a pretty good tight end. Like, I think Delaney's the leader, like emotionally and professionally. But I do think he'll be someone who hangs around the team, like through his injury, (laughs) if that makes sense. Like, I don't think he'll just, like, go away from the team. I think he'll still be in the locker room leading. At At least that's the hope I have. At least that's the hope I have. All right, let's get to some Tennessee stuff. Thoughts on uh, I mean, performance from ETSU? Did you give a damn at all about anything from it? I mean, that that might have been the worst team we've ever played in Neyland Stadium. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's probably I, – I don't know if that's historically accurate, but at least it feels like it from the last, like, 10 years, right? Yeah. I guess if you scale it for time – and talent levels just in general, I, they were just pitiful, man. Yeah, I mean, it was sad how outmatched they were by this Tennessee team, right? Yeah. Like, the think about Tennessee. I mean, even, even hell, the 2015 team, if the 2015 team was rolling, probably could have hung 100 on them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least they got their half-a-million-dollar check. I think, I think that's about as much of an indictment as you can have on Tennessee's perception is that, they were only 37-point favorites over that ETSU team? Yeah, that is – it should have been about 55, 60. Right. I mean, like, uh-huh. the, no offense to ETSU, especially if you guys are ETSU fans. Like, they just were outmatched. Like, they had no – it's not their fault. It's just it's just a fact. But, yeah, like, uh, that's a huge indictment on Tennessee that they were 37-and-a-half-point favorites. And now against UTEP only – they open as 28 and a half. It's going up to 30 point favorites. And UTEP's just as terrible. UTEP's trash, too. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'm looking right now, literally, at Ryan McGee's bottom 10 for this week, and he has UTEP number one. So, I mean, there's so, another one where it's just like kind of disrespectful that Tennessee's only favored by 30. Like, they're not disrespectful, but just sad, I guess. Yeah, it's sad. Biggest Tennessee takeaway I had from the weekend was that Florida lost to Kentucky. Yep, that's the only thing that matters. Well, I say South Carolina looked like garbage too, but 
Yeah, South Carolina did look like garbage. That game seems that game seems more winnable. On the flip side, Georgia seems like a massacre. Mm-hmm. It seems like they have ascended to being Alabama, right? Yeah. Like we're just where they're going to beat the hell out of people that they should. Yeah, I mean, like South Carolina for the last nine months has talked about one game. And it was last Saturday, and they went out there, and they got hammered and didn't even deserve to be on the same field with Georgia. So it does look like South Carolina game is winnable. I just, I mean, we'll just go ahead and talk about it. Felipe Frank sucks. I watched a lot of that game. It should not have even been close. Kentucky fumbled twice in Florida territory. Yeah. Uh, the the Kentucky quarterback Terry Wilson he's going to be a problem for the next three years. So he has three years to play. Yes, he's a transfer from Oregon. Okay, so he has three and years so, to play though. Yeah, and so he went to JUCO, but like only for one year. Gotcha. Um, he's going to be a problem. The like for the next three years. I mean, luckily the Allen kid they have at defensive end he graduates after this year because Florida couldn't do anything to stop him. I mean, he was all over the place against yeah, I mean, Florida's offensive line. It, it, it's it's crazy to say, but did, did Kentucky have the two best players in that game mm-hmm. between the defensive lineman and Benny Snell? Yeah. Like, we heard all offseason about Van Jefferson. I saw him make one catch. It's probably the same one I saw. I mean, where was he? Now, does this Where, make you more confident about Tennessee, Florida, or does it just put even more pressure on Jeremy Pruitt? Because to me, uh, it feels like the pressure got ramped up from an 8 to a 10. Well, I think the pressure is equally ramped up on Dan Mullen because if he doesn't beat Tennessee, he's going to start out 0-4 in the conference. Is that what they're looking at right now? I mean, they go to Mississippi State. After they play us, and then they have LSU at home. Now they could start one. Th- I mean, I I think they could win one of those games between Mississippi State and LSU. Now, granted, if they lose to us, that maybe means that they are shitty. And Here's maybe they, what I'll say. Maybe they get pounded by to, both, but still. For, for them to beat Mississippi State or LSU, they're going to have to get a lot better between now and September 29th when they, when they get on the field in Starkville. Yeah. I mean, and then after LSU, they go to Vandy, then they have Georgia. So it's very within the realm of possibility that they start out one and five. So you look at it as, yeah, there's more pressure on Pruitt now, but also like Dan Mullins ramped up. Mm-hmm. I think there's more pressure on Dan Mullen for this season, period, than Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's one hundred percent fair. But I, I think in the Tennessee Florida game, there's more pressure on Pruitt. Oh, I don't know, man. He just lost to Kentucky, right? If, and, he, if and he loses to Tennessee, I guess I would. I they guess will be at the doorstep. I guess I would say Dan Mullen has he, uh, head coaching success in his past. 
Now, granted, this was my thought process before losing to Kentucky. Maybe I need to recalibrate. But it feels like Pruitt being at home and Florida being so shitty, that pressure seems like it's more on Pruitt because if they lose this game, they might be 2-6 and six by the time November gets here. Now, granted, you just laid out Florida's also got two big games, but I still think I would give Pruitt the edge for more pressure. Maybe that's completely wrong, though. My, my thought process with Florida is that their fans, um, they only tolerate absolute peak levels of greatness. And... Tennessee fans aren't like that, and I think Tennessee fans are going to be more patient with Pruitt than Florida fans will be with Mullen, period. Um, If there's one thing Florida's done, it's beat Kentucky and beat Tennessee. Right. If he starts out 0-2 against them after not – he hasn't recruited worth – like he's recruited terribly. I think I'm, that I think that's overstated a little bit. Oh, it might be, but to Florida fans, if they don't have anything to fall back on, you're zero and two against Kentucky and Tennessee, and your recruiting class is pitiful. Right like, now, right now the recruiting class is at number eighteen, um, eight four stars. They got that Jaden Hill kid. I mean, it's not good, but it's top 20. And he finished decently strong last year, right or no? I have no idea. I want to I mean, say I, I want to say I thought they had a pretty good signing day. They finished 14th in the country at the end of last year, 13 four-stars. So, I mean, I think the recruiting is a little bit overstated. Well, the narrative all offseason was how terrible they're doing recruiting. Right, and and it, but I, I, they have caught up a little bit, and they are and trend, they are trending good for some kids. So I I think that's a little bit overstated. That's you just all. Got, like in my opinion, like if he loses to Tennessee, well, he's going to lose to Mississippi State anyway. Yeah, most likely. And and then you know like they can they can one hundred percent beat LSU at home. Okay, but if he's zero and three, I mean like if he. He's if he loses Tennessee, he's staring zero and three. He let's just go ahead and say he's zero and three. So he's staring zero and four down the barrel, and he's got to beat who is who is right now ranked the number twelve team in the nation. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree that now that Florida has looked like garbage, the pressure on Pruitt has gone up dramatically because Florida looked putrid. I mean, they looked awful. Like there were the running backs looked bad. The wide receivers were nowhere. Where was Van Jefferson? Tyree Cleveland didn't do much. No, I mean look, don't get me wrong. Florida looked like shit. Like don't don't get me wrong. They looked awful. I guess, yeah, maybe 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 Florida's expectations this year because they did think that they were, you know, they had one guy pick them to go to the damn playoff. You know what I mean? So like people thought they would get to eight wins or so. So maybe the expectations were just a little bit higher, so therefore the pressure's more. Oh, I think that's for sure. I, I don't think it was a little bit higher. I mean, I well, think yeah, it was sure. a lot higher. Sure. I but, mean, like you said, Saturday night, we were told all offseason that Felipe Franks was different. Yeah. He still well, looked awful. He looked terrible. He looked uh, 
he made like Kentucky dropped some easy picks. Too. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky tried to give that game away. Oh yeah, I mean they tried to they tried to Kentucky it. They tried to Kentucky it for sure. They did their best. I, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is just so. Wait, do you, so. I guess if we're going like pressure wise, let's just do a scale of one to a hundred. Okay. Tennessee, Florida, Mullen coming into Knoxville. His level of pressure is what? 85, 90. All right. So for Jeremy Pruitt, where do you have his level of pressure? About an 80 to an 85, a little bit below Mullen. I just think Mullen's got to be really careful here. They weren't excited about that hire in the first place. He was their fourth option. He just lost to Kentucky. And... He's got two games coming after Tennessee that they'll be not favored in. Yeah. Um, not to mention he, he's going to get hammered by Georgia. And, like, th- their recruiting class did end up okay. But, like, I looked at the – last weekend I looked at, like, the top 24-7 players in Florida because I was curious how everybody was doing recruiting. Like, Florida didn't get a single top 10 player last year, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that they have one now. Um, well, like, Where was Emory Jones from, Georgia? He's from Georgia. Okay. Because I know that, I mean, that was their best recruit, right? Like, the, the top player out of Florida that Florida got last year was the number 14th overall player. After that was the 20th. Oklahoma had a higher – I mean, Oklahoma had well, – Oklahoma had two in the top 22. North Carolina, Auburn, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, obviously. I mean, all these people – Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State, and Georgia are crushing – Florida in their own state. Yeah. I mean, two out of the top five players in Florida are committed to Georgia right now. No, I'm sorry. That's that's not. Um, but that was overall. But, like, last year, Ohio State got two of the top five players out of Florida. The other three went to Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia. I mean, they're, they're not they're, – I mean, he, he did do better recruiting towards the end of the last class, and he's picked it up this year. But picking it up – doesn't mean you get a three-star defensive back out of North Alabama over Tennessee. It means you keep the kids in your state from going to Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama. I just think, I mean, he's got to – they look so bad. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they, they did. It, maybe they're both just equally like at 85. Like, I guess – I guess Tennessee fans are conditioned just to have to be patient, so maybe that's the tiebreaker, right? Like, Tennessee fans know they have to be patient. I guess well, I, I'm interested to see what the media, the national media, is saying a week from today about the game. Yeah. And if and I, and I know that some of that does hinge on how Florida performs about Colorado State, who is pretty terrible but somehow beat Arkansas, so – I'll say maybe Colorado State's not terrible if you just – Hawaii's turned out to be pretty good. Hawaii and Colorado are better than thought. Yeah, and Colorado just won at Nebraska, so maybe maybe Colorado State's not trash. I don't know. I still think they are trash, but maybe they're not. I mean, one thing that blew my mind was that Arkansas played at Colorado State. Yeah. Why would you do that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the coaches like weed. But – I mean, I, I'm interested to see, like, what Dan Wolke and Pat Forty and those of that ilk are saying a week from now and what they're saying about Pruitt in, uh, as opposed to Mullen. 
to get a better idea. Did you call him Dan Walkie? No. You I said Pat Forty and Dan Walken. Maybe I did. I didn't mean to. I thought you said Walkie. Check the tape, people. Tell Seth he said Walkie. All right, let's get to some patron questions. If you would like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash reads ranch. Shout out to Mason Cantrell, who edits his pledge from $10 to $20. Love you, Mason. New $20 patron, Broughton Green. Broughton. I, I, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. B-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. Broughton. Love you, Broughton. Logan Matthews. Love you, Logan. Kenny Cody. Love Kenny. And that's it. We got, we got some new ones. Not as many as usual, but we got some new ones, and we love them very much. Um, for Florida, Florida game, uh, I've been talking to the people. I guess since we can't do a tailgate this year because of my radio obligations, the plan currently is to just – I'm, I'm going to put like $1,000 on the bar tab for the Patriots. I think that's what I'm going to do. That's pretty stout. I feel like that's the best I can do. It's pretty stout. Oh, don't forget Jake Wilbanks. Sorry, new patron Jake, Jake Wilbanks. All right, let's get to some questions. Doug Brooks, are you more impressed to this point with the increase of batted balls by the defense or the decrease in drop balls by the offense? Um, I can't say I have thought about either. Yeah, that was surprising I guess, I, to me. I, but I will say to Doug that Josh Palmer is actually catching the ball this year. Yeah, I was going to so say. that has stuck out because he actually caught a ball this year. When uh, when Doug first asked that question, I was like, man, I really haven't noticed either. But I guess the fact that we haven't noticed either is probably a good sign. Now, the defensive backs, the secondary, didn't really bat any balls against West Virginia. And ETSU doesn't count. So I'll say I'm more impressed in the decrease in drop ball so far. I think our receivers are playing pretty well. I do too. Patron Roberto, with the news that Philip Fulmer was at practice helping the offensive line today, do we feel more confident, less confident, or about the same about the success of the offensive line? Um, about the same. We've got some really bad players on the offensive line. Uh, yeah, you had me convinced that the offensive line was not going to suck. So thanks for that. Well, thanks for I, really me thought, look like a, I really thought Jameer Johnson would be better. Thanks for making me look like a dumbass. I didn't know he looked like a tight end out there. Chayton Williams, are we buying or selling Tyson Helton at this point? Uh, ask me again in two months. At this point is the question. Are I don't, you... At this point, Jerick Garantano looks a whole lot better than I ever envisioned. So I guess I'm buying. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm with you in terms of we got to see what he does against Florida and in the SEC. Uh, at this point, I will say I'm buying but if you want to buy my stock for a little bit of an inflated price i would sell it because i'm not 100 percent sold but combined with the quarterbacks looking better and usc's offense scoring three points without him this week i'd say it's safe to say hold on to your stock right now you see usc score three fucking points yeah i mean i i, I wonder how they, they benched that they benched their starter and i Maybe he was terrible. I didn't watch that game. But I'm just like, if you're going to name a freshman starter to be your quarterback, well, then you're going to have to let him take his lumps. Yeah. Like, he's going to suck. And he, But he's a true freshman. Yeah. He let the him worst, take his lumps. The worst thing you can do is start a freshman and then bench him. Like, I feel yeah, like I, if you're going with the freshman, you kind of got to ride it out. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, uh, yes, three points. I wonder how tired they are of Clay Hilton. Yeah, they're probably like we're USC and we gave this guy the job. Yeah, they're probably that's what they that's. That, I feel like they felt that for like every coaching hire for the last little bit too. I'd imagine. I'd imagine that they're like, damn it, maybe we should have kept Ed Orgeron, and that's about all you need to know. Yeah. Josh Kelly asked, "Is Florida under the lights going to be louder than Oklahoma 15?" Ooh, that's a good question. I say no. I think I agree. There were real stakes in that 2015 game. Like it was a chance to reintroduce yourself to the country. Yeah, and you I mean, got out to a 17-point lead, which made it even louder. This game Saturday night feels like it's um the battle for fifth for sixth place in the SEC East. So. You mean next Saturday? Yeah, next Saturday, whatever. Yeah. What's your plan on coming up? Are you coming up Friday night? Probably, yeah. Or are you driving up Saturday? Oh, I don't know now because it's a night game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm so not used to it being a night game. All right, those are all the Tennessee questions we have. Let's hit a couple other ones. Patron Preston says, what site do you use to gamble? I'll say that uh, I've always liked five dimes. But it just, it, it's almost impossible to deposit on there anymore. I haven't used it in probably over a year. Um, if you can find, if your bank allows you to do that stuff, that, that's probably the best one. Bet online um, is okay. I know Bet My Bookie is popular. They're advertising with the radio station. If you do use that one, throw the promo code Knoxville on there and you'll get an extra bonus. But yeah, I mean, my favorite one's five dimes, but it's just impossible to, to, really send money conveniently there at least with the banks i always had so i hope that helps got a couple people asking for some conspiracy 9-11 talk no so disrespectful not today you heathens not today you want us to talk conspiracy 9-11 today today huh disrespectful Mm -mm -mm. a shame a shame on you be ashamed I mean, but Bush definitely knew about it. Uh, but let's say, <laughs> let's go. Um, Brian Farr asked Seth which celebrity's house he is hitting with the cruise missile first. Mm. Got to think about this one, huh? I do, yeah. Jim Carrey's been up there lately. Not a fan of Jim Carrey, huh? No. Um,. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to. I would have to put some deep. I think I know um, what your answer probably would be. Let's hear it. Uh, well, I, I guess I would have. I, I know if I was Seth Hughes, what my answer would be. What? I figured you would have gone with the uh, with either John Legend or Chrissy Teigen since they lived together, and you could wipe both of them out. I haven't seen much of them lately. They've been laying low key. I haven't seen. No, I mean, I, it's not really even John. He seems like he's cool. John, went, John, John joined the EGOT club. What is that? Where you win like a Emmy, an Oscar, a Grammy, oh. and a Tony. Oh, okay. Just yeah, John seems awesome. Basically she just, just annoyed me. She basically just, just being, you know, one of the most talented people in music history. Yeah, he is talented. Let's I give see. Him his Scott Bridges wants to know your thoughts about Serena Williams. I didn't see it. I still hadn't seen it. I say it's sad that it's totally taken away from the fact this Osaka girl 
won the U.S. Open and totally crushed Serena, and nobody's talking about that. All right, well, talk about it. Tell me about it. No, I mean, it. I mean, you're saying it's sad that no one's talking about Osaka. Here's your chance. Talk about it. Tell us about Osaka. No, no, no. no. What I'm saying is that the whole – it's the U.S. Open, Uh and all the discussion about it has been about Serena. I'm saying here's your chance. Let's talk Osaka. I mean, apparently she's really good at tennis. I don't know. I really – more than anything, I wish Nadal wouldn't have gotten hurt and could have finished his his, uh, match against Juan Martin Del Potro. Yeah. That's, That's what I was the most torn up about. I know that was sad. Because I, I like tennis. It's fun to watch. Yeah. I did. I, with the Osaka girl, it was, it was. it's kind of weird that we keep trying to make her just, just, just Japanese when she's Haitian, too. I feel like that's a pretty cool story as well. Yeah, she's half Haitian. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, she's. I mean, but nobody's talking about her. No. I mean, because every. Well, there, that, Serena acted like uh, an idiot. And she did one of the, she did a really annoying thing of, you know, saying like, "Hey, I have a child, so I don't cheat," which I think's bullshit. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, like I'm trying to set an example for my daughter, and like you know, the easiest example would be don't smash your tennis tennis racket, because that's something a kid could see and emulate. You know what I mean? Like the kid's not going to understand you screaming or cheating. They're going to understand you throwing a temper tantrum. And I, I but I will say like I thought it was bullshit that he took a game away from her in the in the US Open because he she called him a thief. Like I feel like that was pretty uh a pretty beta move of him. Now granted I probably wouldn't want somebody screaming at me like that, but I feel like if you're an official in that situation you kind of just got to take it or at least give a warning like hey, one more word and you're losing a game here. Yeah. And then I think that cartoon that was drawn in Australia is racist. Oh, the uh, I saw that. I did see that actually. Um, friend of the patron, Mike Palmer, direct messaged me that today. Yeah, that that, that felt a little racist. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about it. Like I'm. Okay, like, well, well, there was me asking you. I just asked the questions. Okay, people no, no, send no, them no, in. No, I no, asked. No, no, no. I'm tired of hearing about Serena and like all this unjust persecution she's getting. Like you said, she acted like an idiot. If you and Dan Wolken say that she acted um, in a manner that really is – she got what she deserved, then, like, okay, she got what she deserved. Let's move on. Let's – Osaka played a great played a great tournament. Nadal got hurt, and Nadal getting hurt is a bigger story than anything else. I think a big part of it was she knew that she was going to get beat by Osaka one way or the other. That's why she went back and kept going on about it. Yeah, well, she, wanted- I mean, she she definitely did. She definitely lended a lot of credence to the women that like to tell us how they're not more dramatic than men are with her actions. She really she really stuck well, up the women. There. Okay, well, uh, th- there's where she kind of I think has some credibility though because I do think we've seen men in other in every sport yell at the officials way more, and for the most part, it gets overlooked. Like I do well, think. Well, I know, but I'm saying I do think she, that's that was her point about the sexism thing was like men can yell at officials and it's passionate and I yell at them and I'm unhinged and crazy. So I do think she was a little bit right in that, but I do think she was unhinged and crazy. But I do think it was just the same as every uh, competitor. Like I would act the same way. Yeah, I think you're right. It had a little bit to do with the fact she was going – she knew she was going to lose. Yeah. To us. Little Buddy sends in. This is the last story of the night, Seth. I know you got to get going. Uh, Paul McCartney 
reminisces about masturbating with John Lennon. He wants I to know, is it gay? I saw that headline again, friend of the podcast, Mike Palmer, DM'd me that headline as well. I, I, I just now pulling it up. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm reading it right now to see if it is gay or not. Um, I'm having a little hard time thinking it, it couldn't be gay. Um, I mean, I got to say it gives a whole new meaning to the term come together. It does. You're right, John. That whole song. Um, got a whole different meaning now. Every time I hear come together. Okay, so here's the excerpt. What it was, he said, McCartney, we were over at John's house, and it was just a group of us, and instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying, partying, I don't even know if we were staying over anything. We were all just in these chairs, and the lights were out, and somebody started masturbating, so we all did. Okay. Say that one more time. Read that one more time. What it was, he said, was over at John's house, and it was just a group of us, and instead of us just getting roaring drunk and party, partying, I don't even know if we were staying over or anything, we were all just in these chairs, and the lights were out, and somebody started masturbating, so we all did. There were about five of them, including McCartney, Lennon, and a few friends. Well... What's your verdict, I'm going to go with it's gay, but it's also weirder than I imagined. It's pretty gay. Sexuality, sex, sexuality is uh, it's just a flat plane. We all fall somewhere on that plane. I guess so. They just seem a little bit more on the other side. That, that, that's a very it's a very kind way to put it Seth I love you my brother uh hopefully I see we'll, we'll do one maybe I guess next middle of next week again get ready for Florida hell maybe even Sunday I don't know what your schedule is yet I will, I've been watching too much football lately so maybe I'll need to sneak out and just do a podcast um and then yeah hopefully we can get you in studio we can do a live video after the Florida game sounds good I love you my friend have a good day I love you buddy have a good night see ya Holy walk, rest in peace to Robert Neely, rest in peace to our opponents. I get my tickets from a scalper out at Thompson Bowling. Breeze Ranch, yeah, we got you, fam, we got your back. All we wanna do is win the East, is that too much to ask? All we wanna do is win the East, is that too much to ask? All we wanna do is win the East, is that too much to ask? We bleeding orange till we die. R.I.P. to Reggie White, putting on for A65, kneeling stadium at night. Volunteers are religion, this is what we believe in. This is Reed Ranch trying to help you get through the season.